Coming up this evening, live from New York City, environmental groups sue the Biden administration after it handed out oil and gas drilling permits. The groups are concerned about how drilling affects the environment. Auto giant Ford seeing an increase in late payments for car loans, but it says it's not worried yet. Why is that? China's trade with Russia expected to hit new highs in the coming months, according to Chinese leader Xi Jinping. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. Environmental groups are suing the Biden administration for handing out drilling permits. They're concerned about how oil and gas wells will affect the environment. This is despite gas prices being at $5 a gallon. NTD's Colin Fredrickson has more. Environmental groups are suing the Biden administration for issuing over 3,500 oil and gas drilling permits in New Mexico and Wyoming. They say the drilling will release carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and harm over 150 different species of animals, including Hawaiian songbirds and polar bears. They really just slow things, slow down the process. Denton Cinquagrana is the chief oil analyst at the Oil Price Information Service. Cinquagrana says these types of lawsuits are very common. Can be an effective tool as well. Uh, where you don't have drilling going on because things are tied up in courts uh, for months and years. The environmental groups say Biden is violating the Endangered Species Act as well as the National Environmental Policy Act. They also say these permits are given out without any meaningful engagement with the public. Oil and gas extraction and, and the drilling really requires tremendous amounts of water, it results in tremendous am um, amounts of contaminants that go up into the air, including cancer-causing contaminants. It has a very heavy footprint on the landscape. Maya Rossum is the founder of Green Amendments for the Generations, an organization dedicated to protecting the environment. Rossum argues drill sites damage the environment and harm the health of people and animals living nearby. However, all of this is happening as gas prices have hit a nationwide average of $5 a gallon, and Biden is doing all sorts of things to get it down, such as handing out those drilling permits. But these permits are only one step toward actual drilling. Right after that, you need substance subsequent permits, dozens of subsequent permits. So you have your land access, but now you need permission to do exploratory drilling. We don't have that, right? Once you do exploratory drilling, you need permission to do, do your more permanent drilling. We don't have that. We don't have fracking permits. We don't have extraction permits. Even if you were to extract oil and gas from the ground, do you have a permit to transport it? That's a whole nother set of permits. Daniel Turner is the founder of Power the Future, an organization that seeks to educate Americans on energy. Turner says that the regulatory process, as well as an environment that's hostile to the oil and gas industry, is preventing more drilling. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. The White House insists a lack of drilling is not the bottleneck keeping more oil from reaching the market. It says there isn't enough oil being refined. NTD's Jessica Beatty has the details. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Thursday was asked why the Biden administration is pressuring oil companies to increase refining instead of expanding drilling in the United States. Because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is with the oil that's out there, we need the to, them to refine that oil so that, we, so that prices, so that the capacity could go up and then prices would go down. Right after President Biden took office, he signed a flurry of executive orders, including suspending new drilling leases on federal lands and ending the Keystone XL pipeline project. Republicans say this has caused gas prices to go up. 
But Democrats and Biden blame rising prices on the COVID-19 related slowdown and the conflict in Ukraine. According to AAA, as of Friday, the national average price for a gallon of regular is $5. In California, it's $6.42. Biden's increasingly blamed energy companies for the hike. Earlier this week, he wrote a letter to oil companies and threatened to use executive action if they don't increase capacity at their refineries. And it looks like companies are trying to. Customs data show that U.S. refiners last month imported the highest number of crude barrels in nearly two years. Meanwhile, during the live stream event this week, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm recommended that Americans feeling pain at the pump should switch to electric vehicles. But Republican lawmakers accused Granholm, a former Michigan governor, of being out of touch with how much average Americans can afford. According to Kelly Blue Book's late 2021 figures, the average price of a new electric vehicle was around $56,000. In contrast, the average price of a new compact was about 25000 Meanwhile, on Thursday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, said Biden needs to take responsibility for the energy crisis. DeSantis said Biden campaigned, saying he was going to shut down energy production in the U.S. And now DeSantis says Biden has a lot of chutzpah to attack energy producers. Jessica Beatty, NTD News. Automaker Ford says it's seeing a rise in auto loan delinquencies. In other words, late payments. But the company's chief financial officer, John Lawler, told an auto conference this week that they aren't concerned yet. He said that's because late payments were very low last year and into this year. So he said it seems they're reverting back to the norm. Inflation could be part of it. The average monthly car loan payment hit a record high in May. That's according to auto research firm Edmonds. And the average annual percentage rate hit its highest level since March 2020. And with the Fed raising rates, those borrowing costs will probably go even higher. Despite that, Ford's CFO said the company is seeing strong demand and it's going to try to reduce costs to offset inflation. So with car payments rising, for average Americans, that gives them even more reason to try to save money on their vehicle purchases. NTD's Sean Marshall has some tips from an expert. According to Edmonds, the average monthly payment to finance a new car hit $656 in May. For used cars, it's $546 a month. And in the first quarter of 2022, auto loan debt reached $1.47 trillion. Not doing your homework before buying a car could cost you thousands. Lauren Fix, award-winning automotive expert and analyst, says to look for dealers that will sell to you at regular price without adding any markups. I just found a Ford Lightning out of state, doubled the price. So the car was $69,000. They put $1,300 in upgrades, you know, they put in floor mats and paint protection. And then they added a market adjustment price of $69,000 and they doubled the price. Edmonds suggests getting pre-approved for a loan so you know what interest rate you qualify for, and that rate will help you set your budget for the car. Also, if you're looking to save money by getting an electric vehicle, Fix says that might not be the answer. If you can find one, it will cost you more in other ways because you have to buy a charger. Sometimes it's included, but you still have to have it installed, and that's about $2,000, and not every charger works when you need it to. Plenty of reasoning to believe that electric vehicles are far from ready for prime time. In car loan discussions on Twitter, some people are complaining about having to choose between a car, house, or education. Possibly why the public transportation industry is being heavily pushed to evolve. Sean Marshall, NTD News. 
Stocks closed mixed today. The Dow lost 38 points, or one-tenth of a percent. The S&P gained 8 points, or two-tenths of a percent. And the Nasdaq added 152 points, or one and four-tenths of a percent. The European Union is open to having Ukraine join them. If this happens, Ukraine would be the 28th country in the EU. The European Commission has formally made the recommendation, and EU leaders will meet in Brussels next week to discuss it. Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, tweeted that this first step will certainly bring their victory closer. However, the process to fully join could take decades. Becoming part of the EU consists of three stages. First, Ukraine has to be made a candidate for membership. This is what the EU leaders will discuss next week. After that, Ukraine has to take part in, quote, formal membership negotiations. For that, the EU has to make sure that Ukraine adopt its laws and has the power to apply and enforce them. Ukraine also has to implement many reforms to fit the EU's conditions. Examples include judicial reforms, administrative reforms, and economic reforms. Finally, when both sides are satisfied, Ukraine can join. China's trade with Russia will hit record highs in the coming months. That's what Chinese Communist Party leader Xi Jinping reportedly said today. According to Russian state media broadcaster RT, she said, quote, Trade over the first half of this year has been in the tens of billions of U.S. dollars, and we can expect new records in upcoming months. Trade between China and Russia reached $65 billion in the first five months of this year, according to China Customs data. It's up 28 percent compared to a year ago. Police found an illicit fentanyl pill press in a Mexican town near the U.S. border. Federal prosecutors said they detained a man there who had 11 pounds of fentanyl pills. To give you some perspective, 11 pounds of fentanyl is enough to kill nearly a quarter million people. Antides Donma speaks with a former DEA agent about what can be done about the fentanyl crisis in the U.S. Derek, great to have you. So Mexican cartels are making counterfeit pills like Xanax, Adderall, or Oxycodone with fentanyl laced into them. They're getting the precursor chemicals from China. Fake pills are flooding American streets, young people especially at risk. Derek, what can be done about the situation? Well, for one, Don, we have to treat this as a poisoning attack on our country because they're making these poisonous, deadly drugs in labs in Mexico. They're getting chemicals from China. And unfortunately, it's like a tsunami now of these deadly drugs. The whole illicit supply chain has been tainted with this poisonous fentanyl. But unfortunately, over 107,000 young Americans died. We're losing 295 Americans a day. This is like a chemical weapons attack against our country. Why is there such a high level of deaths among young Americans? Well, basically, they have access now on the social media sites. They're able to order these pills and order these drugs online so they don't have to go out to some alley and go find a drug dealer. They could go online, go on Snapchat, go on Instagram, and they can actually get the stuff delivered right to their location. And a lot of these kids that are under a lot of pressure now, social anxiety, social isolation, depression, they may be on legitimate pharmaceutical pills, but then when the pills run out, they go onto the internet and they, they buy these deadly drugs, and that's what's happening. This is brand new. We've never had this before. And they could be doing this without their parents even knowing, right? Oh, 100%. I work with the families around America, 
And unfortunately, they find their kids that are blue, their faces are blue, they're dead at their computers in their bedrooms, and the parents had no idea what fentanyl was. Some of these kids are as young as 13 years old, and they just have such a bright future ahead of them, beautiful families, and unfortunately, they're dying suddenly, and no one knows why. Right now, we have this open border. We have hundreds of thousands of people coming into this country. We have drug uh, deaths at all-time levels. Just as an example, Don, last year, the DEA seized enough fentanyl to kill everyone in America. Has the U.S. seen any improvement or progress in the fentanyl crisis? Absolutely not. Like President Biden said that this is an unusual and an extraordinary threat to the United States national security, but yet there's no action. The, the borders are, uh, the vice president was designated to fix this problem. She doesn't even talk about it. She doesn't go down to the border. You've got to understand, Don, in October there was an AP report that revealed one lab in Sinaloa, Mexico, that was producing 70 million pills a month. So we're talking about a massive chemical weapon attack against our future generation. But we still can't get any aggressive action. I hope we start using the best authorities and the best capabilities of the U.S. government to shut this down. We've got to shut down these production labs. They're killing our kids at record levels. I think in this crisis, some awareness could go a long way. What would your advice be for any parents or young people watching? Well, for one, they should never take any type of illicit drug. If you're not getting a pill from your doctor in a pharmacy, a reputable pharmacy, never take any of these pills because they're deadly and they're killing at record levels. That's number one. Number two, they have to get away from this concept that it will never happen to my kid. My kid is an athlete. My kid is a great student. My kid's going to an Ivy League school. This is happening everywhere. Every community, black, white, Hispanic. I was listening to some of my friends in the DEA in Montana. The tribal leaders in Montana have declared a state of emergency. So the parents have to get educated on the topic. It's a very serious issue. Derek Maltz, former agent of the DEA Special Operations Division. Thank you very much. Thank you. Still to come, Uber Eats using sidewalk robots to deliver meals in California. They're quickly becoming local celebrities. The top five movies for Father's Day, celebrating the special bond between dads and their kids. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is recalling more than 400,000 bottles of pain medication from Kroger and Walgreens. They contain the pain relievers like ibuprofen and aspirin. There's nothing wrong with the medication, but the bottles don't meet standards for child resistance. That means a child could open them and accidentally ingest the medications inside. All the bottles are branded either Walgreens or Kroger. The specific bottles covered under the recall are listed on the CPSC website, as well as the websites of Kroger and Walgreens. Many remote towns in southern Montana are facing the loss of tourist dollars. 
is due to unprecedented flooding at Yellowstone National Park. NTD's Andrew Thomas has the details. The Yodeler Motel faced its first shutdown since it began operating as a lodge in 1964. Owner Mac Dean said he is going to have to gut the lower level, where 13 rooms were flooded by chest-high waters. If we can get the lower floor cleaned out, because guests don't want to stay when there's construction project going on, then we can salvage it and get an income coming. The town of Red Lodge is facing a double disaster. It will have to clean up the damage done by the flooding and also figure out how to survive without the summer business that sustains it for the rest of the year. I'm getting phone calls from business people saying their reservations are canceling clear through September and it is devastating for them. They're kind of in a state of shock right now. The town was under a boil water advisory and trucks supplied drinking water to half of the town. Portable toilets were strategically placed for those who couldn't flush at home. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. Japanese companies Sony and Honda are officially entering the global electric vehicle race. They sealed the deal yesterday for a new joint venture company called Sony Honda Mobility. It'll combine Honda's expertise in building and selling cars with Sony's software and tech know-how. Like most Japanese automakers, Honda has been slower to shift to EVs compared with global car makers. So far, it has only one electric model on the market, the Honda E. But with pressure building from investors, the firm recently started laying out plans to join the EV race. Earlier this year, it announced it will work with GM to develop lower-priced EVs. Sony and Honda's new company will start selling electric cars in 2025. Uber is turning its sidewalk robots to deliver meals in California. The ride-sharing app's food division, Uber Eats, is using a network of autonomous vehicles tasked with dropping off orders to customers in a pilot program in Hollywood. NDD's Andrew Thomas reports. The robots resemble shopping carts. They're given names like Zoe and Quinn, and traits like light-up eyes to make them seem more human to pedestrians on the sidewalk. They even utter greetings like excuse me as they pass each other in the street. We wanted something that belongs on the sidewalk, something that's familiar, not frightening, but also kind of fresh and fun. So people see these robots, they see the eyes, they see the personality. It actually, you know, it, it adds something to your day. Local restaurateurs say that the robots are quickly becoming local celebrities. Maximiliano Weschler runs Lala's Argentine Grill in Hollywood. The restaurant has been involved in the pilot since the start. I think it's incredible, and I actually, I mean, from day one, I was a big advocate for it. I saw. I saw the potential in it, and I still see the potential, and I see that this is the direction that we're heading for the future. Um, so, you know, it's, for me, it's exciting. It's good times. Serve Robotics has been testing the robots for two years, but only recently integrated with Uber Eats. It was originally a division of rival delivery service Postmates, which was acquired by Uber in 2020. Now it's a separate organization, allowing it to explore other delivery opportunities outside of food service. If you fast forward in a few years, they're going to move a lot of other things. Any, if you need groceries or alcohol or pharmacy or, or basically anything else. In fact, I think it's a bit of an iPhone moment where we may not know what people are going to move with these once they become so readily available. The vehicles are fully autonomous, but they're monitored by human pilots at a nearby base in case of any issues. I make sure that the robot doesn't go off course, isn't 
going to crash into anything or if there's anything in its way, I kind of move it out of its way and help the robot. Uber is also working on a second, separate pilot program. It's using autonomous cars to deliver food in nearby Santa Monica. That initiative launched last month. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. White rice, brown rice, cilantro lime cauliflower rice, and now Mexican cauliflower rice. Chipotle Mexican Grill is testing it out right now. It's grilled riced cauliflower with the same spices as the Mexican rice, including garlic, cumin, and paprika. It's made fresh every day, and it's keto, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and grain-free. A bit of bad news, though. It's only being tested out at 60 restaurants in Arizona, Southern California, and Wisconsin. A tiny bungalow in Oceanside, California, is none other than the Top Gun house. The house is now open to the public and is drawing visitors who are fans of the movie. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has a story. This house in Oceanside, California, was owned by Tom Cruise's love interest in the 1986 film Top Gun and was used to film their romantic scenes together. The house has been open to the public for a month. You get to relive that magical, quintessential Southern California moment when Tom Cruise is coming up the coast in his Kawasaki 900, and there's a replica right outside the house that you can jump on and really relive that moment of the coastal breezes going through your hair, which is a lot of fun. We are located adjacent to the historic Oceanside Wooden Pier, so if you take a look back at the original Top Gun, you can see the same scenes with this house that has new life in 2022. The house isn't where it was originally located in the movie. The owner decided to relocate it and is now nestled between the Mission Pacific Hotel and apartment blocks. It was in a state of disrepair and the owners decided to raise it one block south of here and relocate it to give it a little bit more life and a little bit different lens. They restored the paint color to the original motion picture in 1986 and what was carried throughout from a theme standpoint was the reds whites and blues. So a lot of Americana on the exterior, which then translated to the high pies, which is served on the inside of the home. Visitors can enjoy memorabilia and photographs from the original film and also eat a slice of pie on the house's balconies and patio. How do the visitors like the house? Well, my reaction is like the movie, I want to live there. <laughs> because in, in the old movie, because it's just beach and house and that's what I'd love. So I love this house. I want to live in it. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. It looks totally different than what it did in the first movie. I remembered it just being on a street kind of by itself in the ocean, so uh, it's a nice memory from a good movie. We didn't even know it was filmed here, and then we drove past this morning, and we were big fans of the movie. We're going to watch it again tonight, and we just kind of wanted to relive a little bit of our childhood. Outside the house is a replica of Cruz's motorcycle that visitors can enjoy. With Father's Day approaching, NTD's Andrew Thomas takes a look at five classic movies. They unpack the special bond between fathers and their children. Simply defending Tom Robinson. There's been some talk that I shouldn't do much about defending this man. Then why are you doing it? If I didn't, I couldn't hold my head up in town. The first recommendation, To Kill a Mockingbird. The 1962 film is named one of the best courtroom dramas of all time. It features a widower who imparts wisdom to his young, impressionable children. The movie is based on the landmark novel of the same name by Harper Lee. How can we be so different? 
Your teacher gave you a, a really hard book this time. I find it is not in the best interest of the child to remain in the home, and I order her detained. Why is he going home with me? The second choice is the tear-jerking I Am Sam, starring Oscar-nominated Sean Penn as the title character, the mentally challenged Sam. Despite the tenacious help of a lawyer, the court separates Sam from his daughter Lucy, saying he isn't smart enough to raise his child. As a tip, be sure to have ample tissues at the ready. What we created here may be unique in all of human existence. On the way to top. We created a paradise. The 2016 film Captain Fantastic is also recommended. It follows the story of Ben, who raises his six children in the wilderness. He teaches the kids to think critically and guides them through a life without technology. What twist could happen when Ben must take his sheltered offspring out into the modern world? Another two picks are Parenthood from 1989, based on real life experiences, and Father of the Bride from 1950, also adapted from a novel. If you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at ntd.com. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can still catch NTD Evening News with Stephania Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter, too. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching and have a nice weekend.